Hey guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. And this is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we post all the books that we talk about and we fact check and post some other fun things. And we are just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also check us out on Instagram. We're a little more interactive and we are just library overload there. All right, guys, it's Buddy Read Week. Buddy Read Week. It was my pick, and I obviously just cut it right down to the wire on making a choice. Right, which is why we didn't announce it previously, because we kind of decided last minute. Yep, yep, but it was fine. So this week, we are talking about Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. This did not go like I expected it to go. It was very different than anything I've ever read. Yes. So this this book follows Jason. One night on the way home, he is kidnapped. You know, goes through this terrifying ordeal. Thinks, you know, this is it. He's going. He's about to be murdered. He's never going to see his wife and child again. But at the last second, his kidnapper knocks him unconscious, injects him with something, and then he wakes up in a world completely different from his, and his wife is not his wife, his son was never born, he doesn't have the same job that he did, and he's now, in this world, he is this huge scientist that has finally figured out the way to travel between parallel universes and it's so confusing for him because he's a god was has this my whole life been a dream like or is this did I actually do this how does this work like it's just a wild ride Um, yes it is a wild ride not quite as wild as the vampire book club (laughs) but still pretty wild Oh, that was wild in a different way. Lord. But yeah. Someone so- posted on our group uh, book thing that we follow this week uh, that they needed to talk to someone about Southern <laughs> Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And she was so mad about the men in the book. Oh, no, and- I saw your comment. I was like, same. I was infuriated. Yes. <laughs> I will never get over that book. Yeah, like, I still crazy. think about it. Yeah. It was just so wild I had never read anything like that it was so wild um but dark matter yes this book was wild and and different and just like a completely mind-boggling capacity yeah there were a few times where I had to be like okay let me make sure I'm understanding this (laughs) yeah because it was a lot of like quantum yeah did did the sciencey stuff detract from the story for you per I personally no because as long as it's explained in a in a somewhat understandable way I'm okay with it because like I've I've read The Martian and that gets super Uh, sciencey but as long as like it's it's still engaging and they're still we're still moving and it's not like a whole damn chapter explaining Mm -hmm. how this science works I'm okay with it did it bother you no but let me tell you why my love for the big bang theory finally came in useful 
Sure. I mean, not that it's not useful because there's a quote for everything. It's 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 applicable to sure. everything. But mm-hmm. the Big Bang Theory talks about this concept a lot, and so I really understood what they were talking about because I'd watched the Big Bang Theory so much, and and Sheldon talks about parallel universes a lot. Thank you, Sheldon. Yes, thank you, Sheldon. It was um, good. I kept thinking of the Big Bang Theory during the whole thing. I was like, oh, I remember him talking about that. Oh, I remember him talking about that. I do remember them bringing up Schrodinger's cat in the book. And I was like, well, obviously. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was lots of concepts that I uh, completely understood because of the Big Bang Theory. So, yep. Thank you, that, world. <laughs> that part made me chuckle a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I went into this book blind this was one of those like oh I've heard it's good I'm gonna read it but never actually read what it was about Mm -hmm. so I thought it was about a man kidnapped and forced to do sciencey things for a bad person like I was way off I don't know why I thought that but I knew it was science and I knew someone was kidnapped Mm -hmm. and so I guess I just yeah, created that in my mind. Well, when um, we do buddy reads, typically we each have a list, and so when you sent me the list, I looked up the synopsis for each one of them. Look so, at you. Yeah, so I knew the the basic premise of it going in. I did not realize how insane it was going to get. It was like good insane, like insane yeah. that made you like, God, what would I do in that situation? Kind yeah. of thing. It was definitely. It was definitely a thriller type story, like suspense thriller. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it really keeps you on your toes. Like every decision, every step that Jason took, you're like, come on, let let this be it. Let this Mm -hmm. be it. Like, oh, so stressful. But yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too, but I haven't decided when I'm going to rate it. I finished it last night and I just don't know. I still, I think it's going to, boggle around in there for a minute I agree I'm I'm going back and forth between three and four stars I'm you sure are stingy I was at. thinking between four to five. Oh, okay well the only reason why I give good books three stars is I give four and five stars to books that I would absolutely read again no questions asked like I don't know if I would read this again Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy it. I don't it. think it would be as good on a second reading. Agreed. Agreed. I think, I think thriller type books like this are not as good if you reread them. I agree. But yeah, it was it was good though. I uh We talked about our rating options on an episode back last year. Um, we so did. I'll have to that out. I'll have to look that up and see which one it was. It was a while ago, but yeah, we did talk about our ratings and how Tavia is a a slut for stars and I, I am, am I'm a star slut it's fine I am I am very demure with my stars <laughs> <laughs> which is hilariously the total opposite of how we actually are in real life <laughs> no I just think books deserve praise because it takes so much effort and even if I'm not going to read it again if I thought oh my god that was fantastic then you deserve five stars I agree I totally agree I have given weird books five stars, and I guess I guess it just depends. I I know I really am. I am just stingy with them, but I do also understand that like authors work so hard. I can't imagine how much how much work Blake Crouch put into making this book. Like me either, because I looked into it, and he's not a scientist. 
Ooh, I was it's about not to like say. he has this background in science. He's an author. He actually has a pretty good body of work. I know he has a second book that came out, Recursion, I believe. Uh, and I've heard good things about that, too. I did hear they're talking about a screenplay for this already. He's he's working on the screenplay for it. It would be it would be an Inception like movie. Yeah, I've never seen um, that. Well, it's cray. It's, <laughs> it's constantly making you double think. Like, okay, is this real or no? What, what is, is real? this? Yeah. yeah, which I honestly hate, <laughs> but yeah, it would be a very good movie. I think. I think the guys would really like it. Yeah. Daniel, it doesn't take much for him to like a movie, really. That's true. That is true. But yeah, I uh, I thought it was good. Um, anything else that we should share before we go into spoilers? Hmm. I don't know. I think basically that's it. Okay. Oh, he did a Wayward Pines thriller. Oh, it's the book that inspired the show. That's crazy. I was thinking that, but I wasn't 100%, so I wasn't going to bring it up. Okay. Well, guys, we are going to jump into spoilers now. Here come the spoilers. Be warned. Be ready. Stop listening if you don't want to know. I really wish that I had the mental capacity to go back and remember that spoiler song that I made up a couple episodes ago. Or when we hit... You could just listen to it. Right, but when I hit... Stop recording on this episode. It's literally gone from my mind at that point. So it does not occur to me again until we need it again. But Next buddy read. I'll be like, hey, listen. Yes. Here come the spoilers, guys. Yes. They're coming. And <laughs> it's a doozy on this one. So if you it's... even think about possibly reading it at some point, Stop listening. Yes, because any spoilers is going to ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start with this, but I do think that Charlie was the smartest one of the family. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Just because Charlie, as soon as his dad told him this whole story and Jason's like, oh, I hope Charlie doesn't think I'm crazy or anything. Charlie's like, oh, yeah, no, I knew. Like he was just he was just different. It was weird. <laughs> like the smartest, one point, he smartest said, one he talked family. to me more. I thought that was kind of sad. <laughs> no, he said he talked to me weird, like weirdly. Mm. Like and he he pushed him about academics and not so much like his art. Like that makes um, sense. Yeah. And then uh, this had a lot. Like it was a lot of like science, quantum mechanics, travel, like. I don't know, parallel universes and all that, but it also was like a lot about marriage and decisions. And life in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I read it's part thriller, part love story, part sci-fi, which I thought was kind of an interesting twist. But basically the kidnapper asks Jason, are you happy? Before he pushes him in the box. It's like, are you happy with your life? What would you have done differently? Yeah. You know, would you have and, made different choices? And I do love that Jason too, when he kept asking him, like, you wouldn't have changed anything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have given up the life you have now for the um, accolades that you could have had if you had just continued with your research. And he's like adamant. He's mm-hmm. like, no, this is mm-hmm. what I 
what I want. Like, Mm -hmm. like I did. I loved that. I loved that. It gave Jason the opportunity to kind of see how life would have gone in a Mm -hmm. thousand different ways. And he still would have made the same choice. It's a bit, it's a wonderful life. Oh yeah. God, I haven't seen that in years. That's funny. Would you like to know an interesting fact about that movie? Please tell me. It did not go over well at the time of its creation, but later the rights for it retired and no one renewed them. So one Christmas when a station didn't have anything to play, they played it for 24 hours because there was no royalties on it. And that's when it got its big cult following. Oh my God. That's crazy. I did not hear that. Very interesting. Yes. But no, I don't know. Like I like books that show a real marriage, not a marriage that's deteriorating, deteriorating, deteriorating. I don't know. No, you were right. Deteriorating. It's a big word. I thought about it too hard and I was like, no, that's wrong. Lord. (laughs) But yeah, I like it when it shows. Um, I just, I like it when it shows a marriage that's just, that's just real. Like, mm-hmm. they have good days and bad days, and sometimes they're a little bored, but they love yeah. each other. Like, I like that. You um, have to choose each other every single day, essentially, you know. Yeah. And I, I loved Daniela. I thought, I she, thought she was... was spectacular. I thought she was magnificent. Especially once he gets back to the real Daniela, and, she, mm-hmm. like, he explains everything. And then, like, I was so touched that she what she felt for all the other Jasons trying to get back to her. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't even, I would have been like, well, I gotcha. Like, so sorry <laughs> about the others. Yeah. But she was, she was genuinely concerned for them all. And I thought that was so sweet. So basically the premise being that the kidnapper was Jason himself from a parallel universe that he did not have a wife and child. Correct. He had given and, Daniela up mm-hmm. and they had not kept the baby when she had gotten knocked up in college mm-hmm. or in their 20s because he wanted to continue his research. So at the you know apex of his cre- career, he creates this cube that allows him to tra- travel through multiple dimensions or multiple universes. And he is filled with regret on what he gave up. So he goes to this other universe that our narrator Jason is in, hereafter known as Jason (laughs) 1, and he kidnaps him and shoves him in the cube and sends him back to where he came from. Thinking that Jason 1, thinking that Jason 1 would want this. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm giving you the opportunity to be a famous, successful scientist. Why did you not want that? Yeah, like, dumbass. But it, sure. it kind of lends to the thought of, you know, our choices make us who we are. Absolutely. Like Jason, one, didn't want those because he had made different choices. So he didn't want that. Yeah, his and life it, was a little boring, but he still didn't want the option for the other way around. Correct. Like, it may initially when you first meet him, he is just content. Like... He's a little sad sometimes that he didn't get what he wanted initially and all that. But he's just, you know, I've made my peace with it and it's fine. But after going through all of this shit, he is just like, okay, God, like, this is exactly what I've always wanted. And this is the 
the person that I should be. All the other Jasons aren't me. Like, it, it's just mm-hmm. a wild ride. Yeah, and it, it's... It's kind of crazy because the cube ends up working in a way that you manifest in your mind where you're going to end up. So you have to be very specific about where you want to go and your mood influences which path you take in the cube, which I think is brilliant in relation to how your mind actually works and how real life is. I mean, if you go into it with fear and, you know, just this terrible attitude, that's what you're going to get out of it. And I think that was kind of a brilliant concept as, as far as how life actually works. I agree. I just, I loved the, the idea of kind of just the butterfly effect. Like mm-hmm. one decision. That was a creepy one, movie. <laughs> it was a creepy movie. But just like one left turn instead of a right turn. That's always been fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but him actually being able to see it and then see all the different worlds where he and Daniela didn't end up together. Or maybe right. they did and one of them died. Or maybe they did, but then they got divorced. Like, it was just all these different Let's talk about the pandemic universe real quick. Because this was written in 2016, and that was creepy. That was creepy. They ended up, he ended up at one point in a a universe that was under lockdown because there was a global pandemic. And it was real creepy, guys. I was real creeped out by that part. You know, I... I don't know where my brain was. Like, I didn't even correlate it to, like, a pandemic. Like, I was just like, oh, it's kind of like a zombie. Oh, dear. Like, I don't know why. That's so funny. Like, people couldn't leave their houses. You had to put, like, a colored flag up if you had someone dead inside. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. So, it was just, you know. And then, like, they were chasing him down just because he was out past curfew. Mm -hmm. Um and like shooting at him like that was that was really crazy so it it was creepy for me coming from where we are now and seeing that someone wrote this in 2016 like because there were a lot of people in the past decade or maybe even more that knew that this was going to happen soon that this was coming Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of you know it's kind of creepy it is creepy but I think at any given time, like, the world is so overpopulated. Like, it's just kind of like... Yeah. Inferno. The Dan Brown book, Inferno, deals with overpopulation and needing a new plague to call the population for the planet. And it's just kind of a an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, if you guys haven't read that, I recommend it. It's one of my absolute favorite Dan Browns. Hmm. Well, every time I think about COVID and like it makes me honestly think of Dwight Schrute on The Office because at one point he's like, "There are too many people here. We, we need, need a new play." Yes. yes, and it's so bad, but it's just like it's gallows humor. Like there are too many people on this planet, but but at it's that terrible. point when he said that or wrote that, no one thought that it was going to be a thing. This so they thought terrible. it was just kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, it's not as terrible as it is right. if you look at it with hindsight. You know, which is it's just funny. But coming back to Dark Matter, the question that I thought was interesting that came up was, how do you outsmart yourself? You're battling yourself to get your life Literally, you know every decision you are going to make before you make it. And I loved that he kind of figured out and came to that conclusion Mm because that was really wild. Yeah. And so once Jason actually 
does get back to his universe and Jason too is there. What happens because of the quantum mechanics is that every choice he made in the cube created a new Jason. So there's like 150 Jasons that have all actually made it back to this world that are competing to get to Daniela. And so he's trying to battle all of the other versions of himself to get his wife. That was the only part that was a a bit difficult for me to wrap my mind around was all the different Jasons. Right. Like that took me a while to be like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like, what is this? When he logged onto that chat room. Choice you make creates a new branch that you take, which created a new you, which is just only minutely different. Which again goes back to every choice you make changes the trajectory of your life. Even if right. you think it's a minute detail. Mm-hmm. It really does. Oh it's yeah, crazy. but when he was in the chat room with all of them. I was just like, what? What is, what? Why are there Jason? They're yeah. all talking to each other. Like, it was wild. And this is one of the discussion questions that I read. And I thought it was interesting is, is Jason one the standout and the person we're rooting for because of the forced narrative of him telling the story because of perspective or is he the real Jason or is it just because that's who's told us the story who we're rooting for I think it's because that's who's told us the story now I will say the Jason that he meets towards the end that starts murdering other Jasons that was a bad Jason like that was one that had seen too much done mm-hmm. too much whatever happened like what have him, you been through, you know? yeah like whatever happened to him in the quantum realm had messed with him and he was no longer the same jason but i think there were other jasons that wanted the same that that were still jason like at the very mm-hmm. very end again guys spoilers but at the very very end when they get back to the warehouse and they're trying to get back into the box they're like they all start to kind of come at them but then there's one jason that's like guys she's chosen like we need to step aside and Mm -hmm. i think that one was a good jason as well yeah i i like how she kind of explained it is is that you found me you figured out a way to make to outsmart yourself to be able to get me Mm -hmm. so that makes you the real jason right which i thought was kind of cool Mm -hmm. but yeah very like headcanon stuff here <laughs> yeah it was it was nuts like there were a couple of times where I had to just stop for a second and be like okay let me let me run through this real quick <laughs> let me make sure I understand yeah I, I actually borrowed the audio from the library and so I rewound it a couple of times and I was like wait what <laughs> what what because <laughs> yeah it was it was confusing at times but I mean just completely mind-boggling in nothing like I had ever read before. Mm-hmm. Do you think the ending could have happened any other way? Do you think there could have been any other plausible outcome? Because other Jasons would I, always be hunting for them. Right. I kept thinking once he got back there and there was all the Jasons, I was like, how can this possibly end well? Yeah. I was like, it I'm can't. Not, yeah. It can't end well. I was thinking, well, he could kill himself and Daniela and Charlie and that would be the end of it, but you know what a terrible way to end that though right well i kept thinking that was what was going to happen but, but there was no outcome that made sense to me 
you know, I couldn't see how he was going to fix the story or fix the issue. Right. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, there was no other option, I think. And I liked that he even went a step further and explained how this was going to actually end it by making Charlie choose the door. So I was like, okay, yeah, that that solidifies yeah. that they won't be hunting you any longer. Right. And also, it, not just Charlie, but the three of them together as a unit making the choice, you know, to be together also made it different because all of the other Jasons were just by themselves. So they could never come to the same decision that the three of them together could. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really liked their family unit. Like I liked yeah. that they stuck by each other like that. And I did like that they like, well, you know, being with him was like the first time, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't with my, you know, it wasn't my right. husband or it wasn't my wife. Right. Because, yeah, the first time is intense and crazy, but then you build a life with someone and you know them on a different level, which I think if you take away, you know, it just doesn't work anymore. Because why? You have to keep choosing the same person every day. Right. Even as they get older and they change and they morph into a new person and all of that. Yeah, you have to consciously choose. I also, going back a little bit, I really loved how he proved to Daniela that he was the correct Jason. Like, cause I was like, how is she going to, like, how would any person understand mm-hmm. that? And having her call him and ask him like pointed questions, which he was with her for a month. How did they not already come across something weird that he just did not know but should have? Well, she was kind of triggered a little bit by different things, but they hadn't come up with. Yeah, like how he did dishes and things. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. she did list out a, a bunch of different things. But, like, I don't know. Like, a person just kind of morphing their habits and stuff. Like, I guess that can happen. But, like, how could she have not, like, been, like, um, hey, will you grab my favorite bottle of wine on the way home? Mm-hmm. Like, and what if he just didn't know it? Like, yeah. how, how, like, how did they not get, get that at some point in a month? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was very interesting. It was definitely interesting. It was, it was a wild ride. What was the biggest surprise as you followed Jason through the mini twists? That Amanda left him. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. It's like, she's been through all of this with him and then she just left. I mean, I definitely understand her perspective. Because, like, I think that she was starting to have feelings for him. Because, honestly, I think if you go through anything with Mm -hmm. anyone, if Mm -hmm. you go through something serious with someone, you're going to develop feelings for them. Whether Mm -hmm. they be romantic or not, but you're going to have strong feelings for someone Mm -hmm. that you go through some shit with. And so I think that she was developing feelings and it was becoming very clear to her that no matter what happened, he was not going to be in it with her. Like he had, he had his love and he was trying to get to her. And I think it was, it was really breaking her heart. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I'm kind of sad about with Amanda is that I wish we could know that she ended up okay. 
Yeah, where did she end up? Where did she? Yeah, yeah. For me, I was, I guess, the most shocked when he got back to his world and then there were all the Jasons. I was like, oh, crap, did not expect that. Yeah, I honestly, I thought. I didn't expect it. Yeah, I, that really confused me for a second. And I, because I thought once he got back to his house, his world, I thought all he had to do was combat Jason too. And that was it. So that was a little like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. How are we going to fix this, buddy? Yeah. Definitely crazy. When the novel switches to Daniela's perspective for the first time, were you surprised about what was happening? Were you confused by that? No, because it gave us a, a good look into her psyche and how she how she like noticed his weird new habits. Like I liked that because surely she had to have noticed something like surely she had to have understood like this is a little. Right. If your husband's replaced with a duplicate, that's not quite the same. Wouldn't you notice? Oh, I, I know I would. Yeah, me too. If Chris started putting the dishes back in the places that they belong, like obviously it's an alien or like a pod person. Or something. Mm-hmm. I think that men do that in general. It's funny. Or if Daniel doesn't know where it goes, he'll just leave it on the counter. No, I sometimes if I can't find something, I'm like, okay, what is the most asinine place for it to be? And you know what? Nine <laughs> times out of ten. <laughs> yes, but you know what? The good news is that they did the dishes, so you know I'm not gonna fuss about it too much. <laughs> the other day. The other day, I we have a pantry, and I am a spice queen. I have are you a spice girl? <laughs> yes. Tell me what you want. What you really want? Um. So I have a a huge shelf dedicated to spices. I have a little riser for them, so nice. I can see the ones in the back. Like I've got it perfectly organized. It's magnificent. I opened the pantry the other day, and Chris had put his jar of peanut butter on the spice shelf and I was like what are you doing it was like the devil came out of me and I was like don't mess with this version that's hysterical <laughs> yeah so uh, don't mess with my spices now don't put that's things really on the spice rack yeah that is funny but yes I would know if he was replaced by a pod person or a another parallel Chris I think I would as well Um, We kind of touched on this one, but at its heart, Dark Matter is a love story, yet we see Daniela in many different worlds and situations where she is not with Jason and happy. Do you think they're supposed to be together? Do you think, or do you believe that they would have been just as happy pursuing their career-driven dreams? I don't know, because on some level, I don't really believe in soulmates. But on the other level, for the purposes of this story, I think that they are soulmates. Especially because in all of these worlds, so many of them, they are somehow connected. Mm-hmm. And I think that in this world, like, yes, he was, a, he was supposed to make those exact decisions. Because mm-hmm. in every other one, it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know? I do think at the end of the story, they're supposed to be together. I I think it would not have been as good of a story for them not to have been back together. Yeah, I, uh, 
I think it definitely it went how it should have gone. Like there could have been no other no other way. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, or do you wish that the advan- this type of advancement in science was possible? Do you do you wish that this kind of thing existed and you could travel between? God, I don't think so. I don't think so. I would like the ability to move like the TARDIS and go all over like just linear time. Yeah. But somehow still usually end up in London. Yes. Or other planets. Like I'm, I'm fine with moving around in time in this world, Mm -hmm. but I don't parallel universes is where I'm like, "Mm, I don't like it. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to see the path not taken. No, I would not. I feel it because I already think about that, and I don't. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's there, another one there's... of the discretion disque- questions. Yes. Um, it's, um, is there a path not taken that you wish you could have experienced? Oh yeah, in another world, there's a Susie that's on Broadway, and I would rather jump off a cliff than know that that was a possibility. But yeah, no, there's definitely another. Another world where I'm a forensic scientist and a Broadway star and what else did I want to do? When I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a firewoman. A fida fida? Yes. There, I that would be a kid used to say it that way. Fida fida. <laughs> yeah. In uh, kindergarten at our graduation, they made us do little voiceovers. So while we were walking to get our diplomas, it... It would say, hi, I'm Susie. And when I grow up, I want to be a firewoman. And even baby Susie back then, they were like, don't you mean a, a firefighter? And I was like, no, a firewoman. <laughs> and they're like, okay. That's spectacular. Yep. Even back then, mm-hmm. punching through some glass ceilings. Down with the patriarchy. Yeah. In kindergarten. <laughs> what would you be in parallel universes? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Probably a hometown, small town girl, stayed home. I definitely think there is a, a universe where I didn't leave my hometown. Mm, for sure. God, yeah. I didn't even think about that. There is a universe out there where Susie stayed the straight and narrow with her upbringing. <laughs> and you're still wearing those culottes today. No. I still live on a dirt road. I don't even think about that. Yeah, there's a there's a Susie that never let, left Claxton. Yeah, I think there's wild. a Tavia out there who was a professional basketball player because I wanted to do that for a long time. Oh, you would be such a good point guard. You're so tiny. That's what I played my whole life. I played basketball from like kindergarten to through all the way through high school. And then I played softball even in college. You're going to have been a professional athlete at some point, but... I like it. The laziness won. I get it. Yeah. A baker. I wanted to open a bakery at one point. Oh, I would love to be a baker now. Okay. There's a there's a world where I've opened my own bar. I'm the female Sam Malone. <laughs> That's funny. So in a parallel universe, do you and Daniel find each other? I don't know, but you know, every choice that you make leads you to where you are now. So if you do one thing differently, you don't find the same person, I think. But that's, again, coming back to the concept of soulmates and, 
and life mm-hmm. being an inevitable conclusion. And I don't think that it is. I think that you make your own choices. I agree. I think that you're not destined to end up one place or another, mm-hmm. that you make your own choices in life. I agree. In one world, uh, Chris ended up an NFL player. Yeah. I and so if he, had, if he had done that, I don't know how we would have met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you met at a bar. You know it. Because you're an alcoholic. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. She's really not. No. We joke I'm about drinking, it, but she's really not. I'm drinking coffee right now. Thank you. With no With Kahlua no, in it? No Baileys, no Kahlua, nothing. That's funny. No rum chata. That would be so good. I just don't like drinks like most people do. Coke is my favorite. Coca-Cola is my alcohol. That's what I, I like get that when you I'm had sad. To, to say not cocaine. Yeah, I want to make Coca-Cola. sure that no one thinks that I have a, a Coke addiction over here. <laughs> Next time you hear Tavia sniffing, you know why. <laughs> I am entirely too fat to be addicted to cocaine, okay? <laughs> so I have a Coca-Cola addiction, and it's serious, and it is lifelong. <laughs> and I will uh, give it up for a while, and then I'll come back to it. And yeah. I can't seem to stay away. It's like a toxic but, relationship. <laughs> I mean, but you save so much money by not drinking alcohol. Like, yes. Chris and I have a bar at home, and it's probably got thousands of dollars worth of booze on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not an, I'm not exaggerating. Like... It's ridiculous. Like, we went to the liquor store last night, actually, because my turkey brine needs beer, because obviously I brine my turkey and beer. And then we had to get stuff to make sangria and all of that. And so it was just an expensive trip to the Mm -hmm. liquor store. Every one of them is. See, I like, like, maybe two or three drinks. That's about it. I'm not very adventurous (laughs) in branching out in alcohol. Yeah. I'm actually not very adventurous these days in, in life in general. <laughs> I well, like I was, my comfort zone. Well, I was thinking about that, like, in terms of, like, life after COVID. It's going to be so weird, like, going to a concert, mm-hmm. going to a movie theater. Like, are we all just going to start having panic attacks when we're in group settings now? Because we're, you know, eight months without it. Yeah. Like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and talked about... Our lives didn't really change all that much. We just got better excuses not to go places. (laughs) So, like, we we weren't particularly social butterflies to begin with. So we just had better reasons not to go to your party. (laughs) I think back, and I used to think that I was so boring and I never did anything. But then this year, like, I'm like, no, I really did do fun stuff. Like, I really did leave the house and I didn't think I did. (laughs) Yeah, I like to go one or two places. Yeah, there are a few events that I'm really sad I'm missing this year. I miss dining out. That's an experience that I miss. Going out to a restaurant. We have done it maybe twice. And it's been kind of terrifying. (laughs) Panic-inducing. All at every time. That's funny. We've gone out a couple of times. There's a place really close to our, our new apartment. That is during COVID time, it is all outdoor. So Mm -hmm. that's been nice to like go and grab brunch there. But yeah, we haven't done a lot of dining out. I miss like the, like the events. Like there's a, a, 
fun event at the aquarium they do every year. They'll have a bunch of breweries come in. You walk all through the the aquarium and like try a bunch of beer. Shocking no one. All I miss is the drinking events because there's another one at mm-hmm. the zoo that they do. They light up the 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 zoo and Christmas lights and you walk around. They have a drunk Santa that you can take pictures with and they've got a DJ and it's just such a fun night. There's a festival every year that's like my mm-hmm. favorite festival and that was canceled and then just concerts. Mm-hmm. I miss music. Yeah. I miss family gatherings. I live in a different city than my family, so it's a little more dangerous to get together. And I just, I miss that. Yeah. That's definitely hard. I've got, you know, people everywhere trying to decide what to do. Like, as we get to the holidays, and it's a tough, it's a tough thing. But, you know, like, I would rather live to see next year. Than yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just scary. You have to make the choice that's right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to trust yourself and know that, you know, you know, the right decision. Mm-hmm. But, but I know it's difficult for families all over the world as we come into the week of yeah. Thanksgiving. Families are struggling with this. So, well, just whatever American you choose, families. I hope that you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eat you some turkey. Or some ham, if that's your thing. Or if you're my husband, he's Italian. He eats lasagna on Thanksgiving. What a weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Although, I did have your lasagna a few months ago, and it was so good. I make a mean lasagna. It was so good. For a southern woman who's not Italian at all. Yeah, I've never attempted lasagna from scratch. I got the recipe from my mom. My mom's recipes are always pretty spot on. Although, we've talked about this at length, they're uh, they're open to interpretation. So it's, oh. you know. Oh my God, it makes me Add so a mad. little of this or put a little of that in. You know, you'll know when it's done. Yeah. No, I will not. <laughs> I was talking to my sister this week about the sweet potato casserole is my favorite Thanksgiving thing of all time. And she would usually make it and bring it. And so I was talking to her about it, making it by myself this year. And she's like, yeah, I just kind of like wing it. And, you know, I was like, yeah, mom, mom did that to us. A lot of people don't do that. <laughs> but we just put a bunch of stuff in there until it tastes right. <laughs> Can't stand it. I need structure. In my yeah. cooking. <laughs> no, I just kind of, meh. Well, anyways, Dark Matter. Yes. Obviously, it's a good discussion book. It makes you think about all sorts of stuff. Life um, questions, big questions. Yes. But I do definitely recommend it, especially it being so different than other thrillers. Like, if you want a wild ride, Dark Matter for sure will get you there. Yeah, it, it's just mind-boggling at times. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. definitely check it out. I was surprised. I was pleased. I think I'll give it four stars. I think that's, that's what I'm leaning towards, but I'm really going to ponder on it. Yeah. I think I'm going to do four. It's a thinker. For sure. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. We are going to go ahead and take our holiday break. 
we will be back with you guys at the beginning of next year with our second Oscar. Second annual book Oscars. Oh, I love that episode so much. I'm already looking forward to it. Cannot wait to Mm -hmm. see what books get awards. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to keep reading throughout the next month. We'll continue to be interactive on Instagram. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, it's going to be a good end of the year, I think. Mm -hmm. It'll be a little quieter, a little different than normal, Mm -hmm. but I think it'll be good. Yep. And you can always go back and listen to old episodes and hear our hilarious commentary on life. (laughs) Of course. Mm -hmm. Maybe check out last year's Oscars episodes and see what you're getting yourself into because that was such a fun one. It was. We had a blast with that one. So, And we... We are very excited to just take a little break, step back, enjoy our holidays. Yes. Um, I'm going to read a few 800-page books that I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a couple of big, bigger ones that I'm going to get through. And I really want to be through with Alexander Hamilton by the time we come back next Ooh, year. Yes. I've been reading it for a long time. <laughs> yes. So a couple of um, book updates. Uh, Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land, came out last week dying to get my hands on that and also um on the day that this episode drops um Ernest Klein's uh new book Ready Player 2 comes out so excited about that I had no idea that it was coming out this soon I thought it was later and Mm -hmm. I saw just a couple days ago that it was coming out next week and I about lost my mind so excited to check that out so hopefully I will be talking to you guys about that in January. Yeah, that's exciting. So excited. Like when I found out that he was even writing a second book, like I legitimately <laughs> squawked like a like a pterodactyl. Um, just so excited. I would pay money to hear this noise. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like a chicken than a pterodactyl, but you know. <laughs> I don't really know what a pterodactyl sounds like. So Well, I do, and it sounds like that. So I have a friend who has chickens, and they named one of them Cluck Norris, and I think about this on occasion. <laughs> it's really funny. That is very good. That is a good name for a chicken. Yes. All right, guys. We will see you when it is no longer 2020. We're yes. super pumped to kick 2020 in the, in the behind and move into the new year. Yes. For, for the love of all, that is good. <laughs> let's get into 2021. Let's let's make it a good ending of the year. Make good choices. Read some good books. Have a lovely holiday season. Yes. And we will chat with you guys next year. All right. Bye. Bye.